0: You're about to witness a seismic event.
1: t Tor- Tor- brunch, where the beetles are all baby
0: faces. Now, let the party begin.
2: Alright ladies and gentlemen For the third time this week We're introducing you to another episode of Talk Brunch Live Happy Sunday all Because tonight we come to you off of the heels Of the WWE Hell in a Cell 2019 Pay-per-view event It is October 6th This is episode 344 officially of Talk Brunch And I'm your host as always Rick Dara, A.K.A. Captain Brunch And of course Piloting the brunch ship with me, as always, is Mr. Destin Frazier. Tonight's main event
1: was sponsored by Bethesda. Bethesda, it keeps getting worse.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to have to go into a lot of the nonsense that happened. I know everybody's <laughs> already online, hot on the air in the IWC, in the live studio that they had over there. Oh. But you guys managed to stick with it. That being said, shout out to both to both of our chat rooms out there, our .com and our mixer which with Stasis Dreams and AC. Thanks for the host earlier, bro. EV Gamer, Joe Wolko, Gusty Nutria7207. Thank you for the follow. MCS Manticore, Marcus Dixon85. Uh, Mystic Mars 68865, thanks for the follow. Dank Bicycle 4487, Willie V2, Danny 11239, Fabul Caesar, Max Adam Power, thank you for the host. Litman, thank you for the follow. Mark718, welcome as always. Upscale802, Gods of rep, Reps, and also those currently listening to the live feed over at the dot com, the rest of you listening on iTunes, Stitcher, and Fabu Caesar, thank you for the host as well.
1: And Upscale Racer, CM Pumpkin not save this
2: Thanks for the host and the rest of you listening on iTunes, Stitcher. You know the deal. All the digital providers, blah, 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 blah. So, what are your thoughts, Destin, as we go into this, this freaking event?
1: You know, I was, I, I, one of the, that, that one Hell in the Cell match was awesome, man. I'm so glad they only had one tonight. It was incredible. Uh-huh. Man, AEW sure <laughs> had their, um, had their money to run with that one Hell in the Cell match that happened tonight.
2: Oh man.
1: Like I just we'll get to it, but it's like you literally had the easiest task. How'd you fuck that you
2: up? Had one I'm telling you. Job, you're
1: sponsored by Bethesda.
2: One simple job. Um all right, let's get into the matches before we break this down. Anyway, starting with the uh kickoff, aka the royalty free match. Lacey Evans going against Natalia. Finished being Natalia going over with the sharpshooter. And it was pretty much what you would expect from a kickoff match, aside from the fact that Lacey Evans, once again, has that tough girl attitude and just jobs out a lot.
1: I mean, you know? isn't that her lot in life? Like, be yeah. tough, try to be cool, and then
2: job? Like, that's how I'm seeing it. You know, every time... Ever I'm she's
1: been in NXT, that's all she's there for, like she's... And if Art you're going to do something be like that, him, it'd be great.
2: Yeah, don't do it on the kickoff. You know, and the kickoff once again was a lot of fluff. It was what was it? Fifty minutes of uh fifty-two minutes of fluff, and then the eight-minute, if even that much of a match that they gave us. Match. Yeah, you know, there's there's not even any effort in the, in the things that we're seeing. So that kind of gets on my nerves. But the first official match, because they're doing this similar to when we used to have the Raw and SmackDown mergers where you start off and end with a main event. So we start off with the WWE Raw Women's title Hell in a Cell match. Becky Lynch defending against Sasha Banks. I'm gonna look at the results over here, which it says that, uh, 100% of you expected Sasha Banks to go over Becky Lynch. Yeah. So yeah. 100% of you were wrong
1: yeah because after uh I believe it was a middle rope back onto a pile of chairs instantly into a disarmor, the man collects yet again, and sasha banks submits
2: yes and she they they
1: got creative in this match
2: <laughs> very, very creative. I like the homage <laughs> yeah, was so to uh, fun to
1: watch
2: yeah, I like the homage to Sasha banks versus Charlotte, the first hell in the cell was it yeah Whereas um where as the cell was lowering. Sasha winds up striking Charlotte before the cell gets to lower, like they're both standing there, like they think they're going to do the dramatic, yeah. then, 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 then. and then all of a sudden Sasha just goes, screw and she strikes her. I like that homage where she did yeah, it she, here.
1: She, she did Becky the same way. Yeah, she
2: did exactly to Becky what she did to Charlotte, just a callback to the first ever women's Hell in a Cell match. I thought that was a cool way to open it. And um, it's kind
1: of cool because Charlotte was the only person who would ever tried something like that.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was really cool. Also a good looking spot where it appeared like Becky hit Sasha in the head with the chair. They used this, the the cool sound effect with the good camera angle. Because I don't think there was a, a serious shot there. I mean, she would have reacted if she was hit that hard. Yeah. You know, um also Sasha hitting Becky with that meteora into a standing ladder. She sort of had her in a, I guess you could say she held her on her shoulders. They're a very smart way to execute. Even though you guys were saying in the chat room that the back of her head hit the wrong. I think she had enough of her upper body over there to just keep her neck protected. So I thought it looked good.
1: Um, It was a rough bump either way. The ref even looked went over to go check on her and make sure she was okay. Because you could see Becky nod to let let the ref know she was all right.
2: Yeah, yeah. The ref was fast on checking on them after each spot. You know, that Sasha was at the um, part where she was banging Becky's arm into the cell slot. Um and cracking in there looked really good that that crazy um setup that they did where Becky set up a chair in the corner raised on a bunch of Kenzo sticks sort of seated in the air um, <laughs> and then she sat Sasha in and then she hit her with like a a missile drop kick right. in the corner
1: it, 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 was, it was like the dunk tank like it
2: was yeah that was some brutal stuff you know <laughs> Sasha also hitting Becky with that avalanche meteor through the table was a really nasty spot which is crazy because sometimes that meteor is a little bit awful. You have to do is be a little bit off on the left or the right, and it's potential to hurt. But I'm glad that she has the uh, the balance to get it straight down the middle mm-hmm. the way she did. So that looked really good. It was
1: dead on on all of them tonight.
2: Yeah, absolutely,
1: the, really good looking um, stuff. The one where Becky was sitting in a chair in the in, um, in the ring and she hit her with that one looked nasty, but
2: mm-hmm. yeah, I so think right. The, this
1: might have been match of the night. Um
2: yeah i mean it's yeah most likely the more i'm looking at the card and everything okay i mean first of all most of the matches weren't planned they didn't have anything on here even the uh some of you guys didn't get to vote on the charlotte uh the charlotte versus bailey match because i just happened to check early this morning and noticed yeah. that they added it to the card they just snuck it in there so yeah, yeah most of the day this, after yeah the most of the stuff prime. was made up there were actually three official matches up until this morning and then everything else was just sort of playing it by ear so uh that's the unfortunate part. Our voting results mean absolutely nothing. A lot of you guys didn't even get to vote because we didn't re- reveal the uh, voting polls until our special this past Friday. And we did that to give them time to put more matches up there. And they didn't. So, you know, yeah. that just sort of ruined everything. Great strategy in the war,
1: WWE. Yeah, let's just
2: let's just not think of it until like the absolute last minute. You know, they're, they're that kid in the back of class. Who's still doing his project on Monday as the teacher's walking around to collect all the projects?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rushing through like a motherfucker, like <laughs> <this>.
2: <laughs> you know. It's just like because clearly none of this was planned, which is funny because that I means a lot of the the title changes weren't weren't planned. But uh, yeah, overall it was a good match. I think you're right. You guys yeah. are right. This was probably match of the night. All downhill from here. You know, uh yeah,
1: half fun yeah. while it lasted, but yeah, it was um. It was cool. They did. Re- by the end of this match, I didn't even care who won. It was that good of a match. They kicked the absolute shit out of each other in this match. So I would say what you want about Sasha. Sasha takes bumps with no fear whatsoever. Yeah. yeah like, that. If, if the crowd pops, that girl does not care what happened to her.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really good stuff. I like a lot of the things. The way they set up this, the chair for the Bulldog Slam on the opposite side where the neck will go across the bars oh my my god God. you know just just different stuff again i'm not gonna sit here call the spots watch the damn match you know it, this is definitely one you owe yourself to watch
1: stop after this match but watch it because this is the best you're gonna get but
2: yeah yeah you could pause it after this you know watch some some old work world class or something but at least make it this far you know so unless we get the tornado tag match, am I right about that? And my, my order. right yeah, they, they, switch it,
1: they switch it to tornado. Last at the last, you know,
2: <laughs> the last minute.
1: Cause, cause, <laughs> Cause you know, wait a minute, we already announced this. Hey, here's what we can do guys. Let's just change the rules right before the matches. We can't change the match,
2: which to me is very, very lazy. Obviously. I mean, come on, that's nice <sighs>
1: everything day, outside think? of Bailey and Sasha tonight was lazy. Let's be real. Like,
2: my problem is the tornado matches themselves are lazy because basically what you're doing is you're telling the four guys To uh, go out there and just kick each other's asses the way that they've been doing for like the last month. Like, you know, we don't really have any organization or anything here, anything really planned story to tell because you can't tell a good story. With four guys just beating each other up with no tags, no disqualification, no one has to really do anything. That's part of what the narrative is, is the ref and the control of the match and who uses the tags to get the momentum and the five-second rule and shit. When you take all that away, it's just four guys punching each other in the ring, which is what it essentially was. So they just kind of told these guys, we didn't really have anything set up for you, so just go out there and beat the shit out of each other. That's what everybody likes, so... That's essentially what they did. To me, that's lazy. Even even in the games, honestly, when I play on Xbox Live, it gets on my nerve that people prefer those tornado tag matches. And I get it. Because it it doesn't involve
1: actual strategy.
2: Yeah, but they like it because they don't have to wait to play. They don't have to be in their corner, wait for the tag or anything like that, which to me is the fun of those matches. Um they like that it just the bell rings and everybody's just kicking each other's ass like in the old WWF arcade games. You know, but that's the main
1: reason like we've done Regular tag matches on there before, and half the fun is playing out the strategy for when one of the other tags the other in. That's half yeah, that's like three the, quarters and, of the fun. And the
2: double teams and the hot tag when someone's trying to get to the yeah. other corner, crawling and trying to stop them from getting to the other corner. All of those elements are missing from a tag match. Between four guys that they've been building up now, if you really count back to the Roman Reigns when they're trying to kill him for like, what was it? Like three months now, four months of them trying to exactly. build this up? And then instead of giving you some sort of a tag match, they gave you exactly what you get on every SmackDown, which is them going off the air hot with the four of them kicking each other's asses with no one able to gain control. Like, we've already seen that. We don't need a pay-per-view The to only show difference is somebody actually got
1: pinned tonight. That's
2: it. <laughs> yeah, so i would have much rather seen and then the funny part about it is it's almost like the same people who are writing the narrative aren't the same people who are booking the ringside because the whole narrative has been will daniel bryan and roman reigns be able to coexist as a unit against these guys and if they do how are they going to fare none of that matters if they don't have to worry about tagging each other or having each other's backs or doing double teams or any of that shit
1: if it's all just gonna this be- turned into was which one of the former wise has taken a pin tonight
2: yeah, it's like we didn't really have to see any type of teamwork <laughs> the from them because they were just all doing their own thing. So total chaos. And it's kind of like, if you're going to do that, do it. But then don't tell the story throughout all these months of how are these guys going to coexist and then put them in a match where they don't have to.
1: Half the, half the fun of that storyline is seeing the moment they tag each other in. When you see them kind of look at each other and mean mug each other. We've seen sometimes where guys will tag them, but they'll slap them. Like, that's half of the fun of that kind of a story. You take all that away when it's just like, all right, just don't hit me.
2: So tornado uh, tag match. The course, finish
1: to this was,
2: uh,
1: what was it? Roman uh, Harper got hit with a Superman punch, followed by that running knee, followed by a spear for the win.
2: Yeah, Re- Reigns with the spear on Harper for the win, and, and like I said, so, yeah, welcome uh, back, you know, Harper. Welcome back to your lazy tornado match. You know <laughs> that right. no one, that no one, including them, really gave too much of a shit about. You know, just good stay job, Home, everybody.
1: wait for your contract around. Go to AEW.
2: You know, maybe they want to continue this. Probably, but I just wouldn't have made that the uh, the icing on the cake for this. What's the next pay-per-view on you know, Survivor Series?
1: I guess so. I don't even know. They, would they burned me out series. so bad on this shit. Nah. So
2: all singles feuds aren't really going to get any time to uh, blossom for this next month because they're going to develop the the stable warfare. So yeah. these
1: guys, they're going to do them all at like Crown things. Jewels. He probably call it me on the same freaking page. They gonna do it all at Crown Desert yoko zuna appearance whatever the fuck they're gonna call it
2: this year it's still crown jewel trust me on that but yeah that's essentially what they're gonna do but yeah i mean i guess the one good thing we get is uh we get a post i never thought that i would be saying this but i guess the one good thing we get is a post interview with roman reigns (laughs) (laughs) i didn't realize what i was saying until i said it can you imagine if i thought a year ago if you asked me if i'd be saying the one good thing we get out of this is a post interview with roman reigns god help me oh
0: my god Roman congratulations on your victory in that tornado tag team match now at the conclusion of the match you and Daniel Bryan had Kind of a moment you embrace after everything that's happened over the last several months Did you ever think that that's how things would end between the two of the two of you? Not at all actually um It's funny because as soon as he pulled out I was like, oh we about to do I'm about to do some more war but Immediately it was like I know what he's doing, but it really um It just was really cool as a memory for me because when the shield came in you know so many years ago 2012 we came in and we were fighting team hell no a good bit so to be able to see the hug situation come back it was just very funny and it just reminded me of how quickly time flies and you know all the way through this robbery with with eric rowan from him trying to kill me with forklifts and bury me under, you know, road cases and stuff like that all the way to now to get this redemption, to close this story of my life. Um, It felt good to be out there with someone, you know, at the caliber of Daniel Bryan. Um, For him to to step up and help me out, it just speaks about his character. Uh, And the brother just wanted a hug at the end. So it it was nice to see uh, the throwback come alive, and uh, I'm glad we got the win today. Well, I just got to make sure I asked. It
1: looked like you were holding your knee out there. Is everything Okay
0: uh yeah i mean i tweaked it out there but don't worry i'm gonna wolverine that thing and then and uh you know tonight and uh, i'll be ready for uh smackdown in las vegas on friday so get some rest and i'll be back uh you know to do my best
1: well thanks for opening again congratulations
2: so roman got to hug it out at the end that was the one highlight of the whole thing right roman hugging it out exactly
1: that was, that was the one thing i virtually remember in the whole thing
2: good for roman man good for
1: him. And just because it, it was funny watching brian try to build it up like
2: it was kind of funny there it is going to our social media if you're listening to this on demand just look on our twitter for the, the link to that video and after that we have another unscheduled match that most of these are unscheduled so you're going to be hearing me say that a lot yeah. uh, we get uh ali versus randy orton
1: they built this one up all the way back to the pre-show
2: yeah. <laughs> long
1: this, term booking guys. Slower. Let's see how this whole
2: thing started half an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> that is some long term that is some that is some <laughs> Game is real, of Thrones season. That's some Game of Thrones season seven shit right there, you know? Oh let's, just, uh, let's just try to get the through this. So that we go, yeah. They they basically decided that they're gonna go make Star Wars after this match. So they so, don't care was, what so we're not,
1: was was this the dragons or the pizza game?
2: This was this was the pizza minus the toppings.
1: Yeah, <laughs> to send it back. <laughs>
2: yeah, and uh,
1: Why bookie for Alzheimer's. I'm done.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I don't know at this point, Tip, you doing... know what?
1: You just made the list. Oh no. Oh, oh here we go.
2: Thank you for the follow. Safe salmon. Yes. Thank you for the
1: follow. We hit seven fifty.
2: Oh wow, we gotta change that meter already. Holy crap. Right? Yeah, I can't I probably can't do it mid uh mid show but I promise next time we pop on here the meter will be changed. Yeah, but I don't know if they're trying to do favors for Ali or uh or what, but every time we see him he's playing the underdog, but then he's the underdog that loses. You know, like what was really the point? I get it, you don't I want know, to bury Randy morning. Orton, but they do these video packages with Ali, which I found out actually from one of his shoot interviews that he's doing these. He just goes out, he goes and does these with his own camera, which is why they're cut that way. And why it looks that way. I guess that way no one in, in creative can mess with the creative process. So he goes on, he so makes I'm these cool. little videos where he's walking the streets of Detroit or whatever. And uh it's really good. But the point being, they're allowing him to do it. They're giving him this time to help develop this character. And then he gets in the ring and he loses. Like what would really hurt Randy Orton to lose, this match. Exactly. Is anyone gonna Randy remember? R- like they're gonna be like, oh wow, Mustafa Ali beat Randy Orton. Like no one's gonna R- Randy, like it's not gonna hurt him at all. Randy Orton could not lose a match for the
1: next two and a half years. It would not hurt him a bit.
2: It's it's funny to me how the it it feels like they just don't want to push any younger talent under any conditions. They no don't want to push what.
1: anybody who wasn't relevant after WCW, it seems like. Because that's all whoever gets pushed. Yeah. It's, it's great job sh- in the war guys good thing you didn't put freaking <laughs> good thing AEW didn't show up on monday or friday or you guys would be fucked right now
2: yeah and um I, I again i don't know what can you do with orton give him the title again how they did with charlotte basically you know just keep giving people the title over and over again until uh
1: sad part is we'll get to the charlotte thing but i can understand why they gave them that why they gave her that title after that shit
0: absolutely but, I dreadful mean,
1: absolutely what i do like that Ali did that was really cool was um near the end of the match because of course uh ali tries to go for that slingshot face buster but um orton catches him with the rko but i like that he countered the first one by standing on his hands
2: yeah that was not really which cool was
1: fight. really creative
2: that was really even cool. though
1: he did lose unlike the other times which i hadn't felt this way after all the other ones this felt like more of even the, even the way Orton behaved. Even the second he got the three count, I don't know if you caught it, he tapped his thigh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it was almost like Orton was giving him his seal of approval. Which I haven't fe- I haven't felt like that after any of these other matches since all he's been doing these return okay. promos yeah like but something you know what, about what, this what, one felt slightly different would what have been better with me, a win obviously but it felt a little bit different
2: what bothers me and i know it's backseat booking but what bothers me about this is what better way to have randy orton lose than for it to have been because of that handstand rkl thing where it's like no one's ever seen that coming so why would orton see it coming even if they right. wanted to keep orton strong it's a great fluke like he would have never imagined this guy handstands out of the RKO and then gave, gave him that that uh that roll up You know, but instead it was just like they had to do the thing where basically what did he go for? He went for that rolling face buster that he does and he got RKO'd out of it. Once I
1: saw him on the apron, I was like, yep, here we go.
2: Yeah, I don't know. And I hate when people have to feed their neck out like that, too. Like that wouldn't be in a a situation where Mustafa Ali would go for a rolling face buster unless he wants to be RKO'd. You know,
1: I was surprised when he went for it the first time.
2: You know, it's always going to be out of nowhere if you throw your head at him.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like nowadays, it's hard for you to for you to say the phrase RKO out of nowhere because you see it coming from a mile away. Yeah, if if somebody's if somebody wins a match and they're standing in the center of the ring too long, I see it coming at this point. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I like I said, I didn't really get the impression that they care too much. I mean, at least the guy gets the TV time and everything. It's just uh, Orton already did his dues, I guess, for Kofi, which didn't really help elevate Kofi given the circumstances of what that led to and not Orton's fault but point being if he's still going to be around now's a good time for the younger guys to to get a rub from him
1: yeah that's a big name to go over looking good in the match like Ali did did, did tonight isn't good enough like they need to understand that people want to see somebody who's going to
2: win well maybe they'll do something about it
1: Eh, I doubt it at this point
2: (laughs) (laughs) after tonight like
1: I refuse to have faith in him like I, this rabbit in the hat does not exist as far as i'm concerned
2: <laughs> sometimes they eventually push you it's just when you don't want it look at rollins you know oh,
1: god yeah we'll get the fucking rollins <laughs> oh god i'll tell you right now one thing went right that entire match we'll get to that later
2: <laughs> all right we got uh what's the next match alexa bliss and nikki cross against the kabuki warriors
1: uh, yep. tag women tag titles. Once again, unplanned. They booked this one two seconds before the entrance. Long term booking.
2: This wasn't booked. I don't even think this was booked while the match before it was going on. I That's amazing. So. <laughs> that is awesome. Everybody's just kind of standing there and they're just picking people like you and you go.
1: It was yeah. a, it was the level of randomness of when they're all in the back and the Royal Rumble's going on and they're waiting to see if their entrance number is coming out yet.
2: It must be more stressful on the actual wrestler than it is the character about not knowing whether or not they're going to be able to keep this title because you literally don't know you could lose it at any given moment yeah now you share that share that uh parallel with the with the actual work storyline
1: you imagine having a family member with a birthday and they're excited to have you come because you have a championship and then two weeks later two weeks before they're like oh you gotta lose the title uh sorry can't make it to your fifth birthday with the championship because i'm losing it
2: <laughs> yeah you buy a toy one and show up there anyway right <laughs> They've done it. They've lost the title <laughs> and used their own toy ones on I've air. I see
1: Brock show up with the replica Yeah, Bells. I see Brock show up
2: with that toy one when you guys misplaced them. You know, you think they we don't know, know a toy belt when we see it? That's how stupid they think the fans are. That they legit try to pass that be- shit as a as a title.
1: I live in between two Walmart's. I've seen the toy belts I know.
2: You know. I don't know who made a New York undercover reference, but that's like if Torres and the other dude just sh- suddenly showed up with Super Soakers and everybody acted like you the stupid. same shit was going on. <laughs> so always, you know, like, those scenes of them running down the street wouldn't look the same, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, finished to this match. Oscar goes old school. She missed Nikki Cross and then hit a the roundhouse kick for the win and we have new tag champions.
2: Yeah, but Asuka also hits green mist.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Asuka missed her.
2: Yeah. Like that was, was taking it back to the was- Muda days, she hits the mist. It was awesome looking.
1: It was yeah. great too. Like I love the visual of Asuka with like the mist all over a mouth
2: now the funny thing about this match is the kabuki warriors who have been faces since their debut out of nowhere with no explanation were just suddenly working this match at, as heels it was like a complete 180 they were just naturally heels too doing things that they've never done together before keeping one one opponent isolated in the corner and away and distracting oh. the rock. it was like if they did this yesterday yet they've never had this chemistry or had this before or anything like this before um, I'm not saying I didn't like it. I just find it interesting that it was like, you know, we just need you two to be heels. Fuck it, you heels, go. It
1: it almost felt for if if I'm looking at it from a kayfabe point of view, that's that's terrible, Squires. If I <laughs> if I'm looking at it from a kayfabe point of view, it almost seemed like they realized the nice girl routine wasn't working, and it's like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just start beating people up. Yeah, because we we've seen Oscar when she was in NXT stop being nice about stuff. It just start kicking people's faces off.
2: Asuka's a great heel, so that's what's going to make it fun. And Japanese chicks most of the time make awesome heels. They don't use them enough like that in WWE, so you don't really get to see it. But if they let some of the Japanese girls be heels, you get some of the greatest shit you've seen in a while. So I think these two, it's going to work out great. It's just the way that they decided to do it just from one day to the other without any motivation. It's just a little funny, and it's not even bad. I guess every now and then you got to do something like that. It just, like everything else, felt like it was last minute.
1: Yeah, I mean, it worked out for him. It was great. Like they, it's 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 a level of violence I haven't seen from Oscar in a long time. It's a level of violence I've never even seen from Kyrie. I didn't know she had this in her. Yeah, like Why? we've seen her get a little bit of an edge on her when she was feuding with Shayna, but this was completely different.
2: Well, she's always been favorite, aggressive, you know. She's been very aggressive.
1: Yeah, one of my favorite things she did was a. Uh, Instead of doing kind of like an arm ring, she twirled Alexa, Alexa's hair around twice and then draped over the over the top rope. That's some yeah. savage shit. They have to not just pull somebody's hair over the top rope, but then the two turns before then, so it's even tighter.
2: Yeah, I mm-hmm. thought I thought it was, yeah,
1: was going to be like a seen a Saw Four when the Girl Scout got ripped off. Like I was just like, oh my god, this is terrible.
2: Yeah, they can take a beating, man. And you know what? I've always seen Kyrie Sane as someone with just the way she lays in her offense and her little walking the plank and her elbow. Even as a face, it's always looked like really rough offense, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. The girl hits hard for her side. That's for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. So uh, that's yeah. it. We have new tag champs. They they gave up the, uh, the Bliss and Cross situation, huh?
1: yeah oscar um like i said in the chat room oscar now joins bailey as the only woman to be a former nxt smackdown and now women's tag champion
2: Mm -hmm. and you know what bliss and cross on the other hand i i have the opposite to say about them i like the fact that when they got together it looked very predictable it looked like typical alexa bliss she's not really friends with nikki cross nikki cross is her little patsy follower and it's only nikki's just glad to have a friend in a sense you know, it's only a matter of time until she turns, and then she realizes it, and she rises up from underneath the, the the wing of. You know what? I'm glad that they didn't do that. You know, they're just actually friends now. They're actually friends that are a tag team, and Alexa Bliss is actually part of her team. Yeah, you know, and I think that that that's, that really was, well that's, done. that's
1: one of the yeah. best booking things they've done in a long time.
2: Yeah, I'm really because we were I'm sitting really there waiting
1: that. for it to happen, and it never happened.
2: Yeah, for sure. I thought that was good stuff, but uh, yeah, we have uh, speak of the former tag team champion. We have. Backstage promo of them.
0: Alexa, Nikki, I realize that losing the WWE women's tag team titles to the Kabuki Warriors has to be a huge <coughs> disappointment. And disappointment? Really? Do you see what I'm dealing oh, with here? Gone. Gone. Look, Nikki, we will get the titles back, all right? But you need to calm down. We will choose our moment. Choose our choose moment. Do you understand? No one understands but us, what those championships meant to us, and now we lost them tonight! We lost them! We we need
1: to win them back. We We need to!
0: We will. All right? Championship rematches aren't guaranteed, so... Hey! I'm a five-time champion, all right? I know how to turn loss into motivation. What you should know is that every team should now be afraid of us, because no one is safe. Especially the Kabuki Warriors. (laughs)
1: silly girl you still think they stick over that rule
2: (laughs) that rematch shit right
1: no damn well i haven't seen 17 rematch in the past two months don't give me that shit (laughs) all you gotta do is be over enough you get a rematch
2: so the next made-up match it's so funny to keep saying that but uh it was the oc Against Braun Strowman and the Viking Raiders. The only thing mm-hmm. that wasn't New Japan about this match was the Viking well, well actually was Braun Strowman because the Viking yeah, Raiders Braun, was the war, war machine and the OC was the Bullet Club. So we basically had Bullet Club versus War Machine from Ring of Honor in New Japan. We, along with special we, we guest had, Braun Strowman.
1: We had two former IWGP tag team champions, a former world champion, and then
2: Strowman. Yeah, and how did it how was it? I mean, good. it's, it's, it's always good. You know, yeah. they, they they took what was good. They 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 did it again. Good for them. I'm glad for anyone who didn't get to see this before. You got to see it now. Yeah, War
1: Raiders looked great as usual. OC looked fantastic. Braun Strowman did his run around thing. You know.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, even though everyone had good chemistry and timing in this match, it winds up getting thrown out because the OC doesn't comply to the ref's five-second rule. I'm guessing is what happened. They were out there too long.
1: I I, I don't even know.
2: (laughs) And they decided to pull the plug at that point, which is funny because when you really think about that five-second rule in tag team wrestling, it's almost never five seconds. They always allow the guy to make the tag, and then him and his tag team partner have a very elaborate move. They'll put the guy like on an electric chair and hit him with a doom. They devise something that takes more than five seconds. They're very loose about how long it is. Sometimes even the the ref the ref has to go as far as to take the other guy and put him back in his corner and tell him not to come out. But in this case, it was just kind of like there was zero tolerance. Like, huh nope, time's up. Everything's thrown out. Fuck you all.
1: WWE's so selective <laughs> with their rules. I know.
2: Just whenever it's convenient, you know. So yeah, the match is thrown out. The and then of course, in that that ensues into a brawl. And then Braun even winds up hitting AJ out of the phenomenal forearm with I guess his version of Big Show's WMD. Yeah, it was uh, the, the, the shitty right? master.
1: It was a weapon of shitty destruction.
2: Yeah, and I agree with you guys. They need to give these guys better music instead of just playing one drop and then the other and, and toggling it back and forth. Like, put them as teams and then give them proper music or something. They're not even trying.
1: Do some kind of way to, like, mesh their music so way it works. They're make better, it like, seem like it's all... Make, 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 make it literally two songs into one. Yeah
2: anything anything but then don't tell them to do that because they'll literally do it i've seen them take that literally they'll just play both one drop on top of the other and then keep them both going
1: okay let us do it then we do it but we do, we yeah. do it do how many different things do we do better than them? <laughs> like,
2: it's like why don't they make different music for people remember different music like how come no one you know, only, you know,
1: they, you know, it is because different music takes more effort than just splicing the song together
2: the oc has cool music now and they come out like as a as a dual thing you know, do that for everybody. OC, that's how it used to be. Oh, it used to have dual. Oh, he probably went to
1: somebody else with their music. <laughs> it's so lazy.
2: You know, it just feels like they don't care. It's weird that they went into like this, not caring. You know, <sighs> and that's what SmackDown doing great numbers, by the way, which we'll talk about tomorrow. But still, it's just strange the level of of not caring that here. That shit ain't gonna
1: last, or it right ain't
2: Yeah, the best thing about uh, Strowman's version of the WMD was AJ's post KO selling of it. You know, where he's in the ring yeah. and he's trying to stand back up and he's reassuring Gallows and Anderson that he's OK. And he keeps dropping to his knees and he's like, I'm OK. Stop it. Stop. He gets to the top of the ramp to hold up the U.S. title. Once again, stagger and they have to drag him backstage. A few times after even explaining to him that he got knocked out, similar to the way an actual MMA fighter would react to getting starched like that. So I thought it was really good uh just to the way he sold it was almost yeah, better than AJ, the actual act.
1: AJ was the only good part of that move. Mhm. Yeah, pretty much. AJ, aj got aj's half of the move over
2: yeah yeah don't don't big show ron Strowman too much which is what it seems like they've already started doing like they just literally inserted him into that slot that big show used to be when he's a big guy that to- could be used as a face or heel whenever you need him to and he may or may not thing, be threatening depending on the mood he's in
1: for one thing big show was actually good at it
2: yeah. Well no, the big show is still one of those guys where it's so big that you almost can't explain how come he didn't have the title more often, aside from the fact that he was boring and people oversaturated in his amount of face and heel turns, which is almost the exact slot that Braun Strowman is in now. Where the Minus big show the was when he was a shot before. You know what I would do, man? Honestly, I think he could use a little bit of veteran love. I would throw I would throw Strowman in the O. C. That's what I would do. I would be like, you know what, I have him turn on everybody and join the OC. Something that no one would yeah. see coming, something that 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 actually changes the dynamic of the group, it would literally be like when the NWO finally recruited the Giant, aka Big Show, who they seem to be mimicking with with Strowman anyway, except just not the good elements like that. So I would literally have him join those guys, do the whole two suite, and now you have a big man as part of your group. Yeah, you know, which is what essentially different. you're supposed to do. You know, not just leave him out there floundering. Maybe then <laughs> Braun, Braun would say,
1: actually <laughs> get over the top. Square,
2: of I said New oh, Year's baby Braun is around universe. the corner that is that is not good don't even say it don't even go there bro Uh -uh. please don't
1: don't you put that don't you put that in the ether Ricky Bobby you stop
2: it (laughs) yeah so for some reason I don't even know what they're doing here but Carmella has the 24-7 title and Tamina comes out of nowhere back from injury and she pins uh Carmella and she recovers the title and um this later on leads to another segment where Tamina uses Funaki as a human shield, but in the distraction of doing so, Carmela super kicks out of nowhere, winds up getting the title, and escaping with our truth. Just more twenty four seven animaniacs antics. I love how confused is. Something. Tamina looks. That's what you know what that's what that title reminds me of, honestly. You guys remember Animaniacs? You know the way I don't know if you remember this <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah. this bit they used to do, but there'd be times you'd be watching because Animaniacs was like a compilation of different cartoons. It wasn't just the Animaniacs. They'd be doing like one of the other things, like the dog and the uh the cat or the birds or whatever. And the animaniacs and the guy and the and the guard who chases them would just go running through like the middle for a split second like da, 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 and then we'll go back to the plot and we just continue like if it didn't happen. That's sort of what that title reminds me of. It reminds me of the Animaniacs running through a cartoon that's not theirs. You know? That's that's what it's really become.
1: Oh god. <laughs> it's like, and, and as like, my god. And it's where like my favorite part of like when she came out, when Tamina came out again, why did Tamina look like she wasn't ready for the queue?
2: Tamina's never ready for the queue. That's actually she her queue. So She's not been ready for the queue. We've seen her miss <laughs> She's all the kinds of cues. What about the time that she forgot her lines and then just repeated the lines of the girl right before her?
1: Oh my
0: god.
1: <laughs> <sighs> they gotta send you back to the, the, the freaking promo class and the performance air girl, because I swear to god, like she, she looked like she didn't know what direction everybody was supposed to come from. But she knew she was supposed to knew. Oh, my God! That was wonderful
2: yeah. yeah this is This is all very confusing for to me, and I've always noticed that you know just to me that's actually part of the excitement of her being in the ring, not how big she is, but how confused she is because you never know what's gonna happen because even she doesn't <laughs> you know that, everybody's that's some, surprised. Of, that's some exciting shit. I'll never forget I wish we could find that promo, but you remember there was a promo where there were like five girls in the ring, nose to nose against five other girls. And then I forget who it was, but the girl right before Tamina said some line and then passed the mic to Tamina, and she just repeated the same thing. And it was like, <laughs> I wow. I don't know what you're
1: talking about, but I can't remember who it was. like, was that stage fright? Like, what
2: just happened? <laughs> you, did, did you <laughs> notice was wrong?
1: <laughs> Squad says she looked like a scared animal.
2: <laughs> At times, right? She That's what I'm surprised.
1: Like, she looked like right before the death scene, a National Geographic documentary.
2: That's why I'm surprised that they let somebody that untrained use wear Tim, Tim's to the ring, man. She's wearing Tim's. Wear wrestling okay shoes, motherfucker, not Tim's. Remember that time <laughs> that she shoot kicked Nikki Bella's teeth out of her mouth, like her front teeth yeah. got blasted off of her face. <laughs> At that point, I would have been like, no more Tims. Like, think about this for a minute. Like, let's think, let's, let's really think about this. The fact that somebody and a wrestling show like on Raw got their teeth knocked out by her kick.
1: You know? It wasn't even like a no DQ match or nothing like that. Just regular old match and
2: boop, teeth knocked out. Knocked her fucking teeth out. It's because she's <laughs> always been a little bit dangerous. And it's like, they don't really stop it.
1: God, oh my. You
2: know? At least all that we it's had to worry about was her timing being up. You know? That's why she's in the back with the 24-7 title.
1: It's look like a scared mm-hmm. gazelle in the crowd. <laughs> oh yeah. God! No, no, squire, still never look
2: confused. Daughter like father, she like super fly. Yeah, her dad oh, was. You. Her dad never really. like Oh man, I almost fell right into. I was like, her dad never really hurt anybody.
1: <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> uh, uh, why yeah. me? Why me? No,
2: we're
1: not going. We're not going down there. Rabbit hole. Really we're not
2: anybody. doing it. We're not even going there today. T- No. You know, it's just one of those (laughs) things that, that simply cannot and will not happen.
1: Right. Not today, Satan.
2: (laughs) Yeah, right. Not that. That would be the name of the episode. If this wasn't a a post show, it would be called Not Today, Satan. People like, why is that called that? It's very complicated what went, went down here.
1: (laughs) Give to 46 minutes in.
2: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I was at the Tamina, the Tamina thing. We actually, skipped over a little bit just to talk about her segments and get them both out of the way because those were two separate sequences with her but then the real next match after the OC Braun Strowman thing was King Corbin against Chad Gable another unplanned match and uh, the finish was Corbin going to uh he goes to swing his scepter and Gable winds up dodging and rolling rolling him up basically and uh the entire match was good but it was really spoiled by the amount of um shorty comments I don't know if we mentioned it on air we've mentioned the chat room though but WWE recently trademarked shorty G. Which a lot of people are speculating is going to be used as some sort of a Chad Gable gimmick. And the whole time they're calling him Shorty Gable and Shorty this and Shorty that. Um, I don't know. I can't imagine anything with him being called Shorty G being good. So I don't know why. But they really wanted to get that over. And it's weird because it's just strange that once again they're using such a corny thing. Like, ah, he's short. You know, like, ha ha, look at that short guy over there. Ha, like, what are you, Peter Griffin fucking writing back there with you? Ha, yeah, like, short
1: like, guy. So, 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 so it's freaking Marco Stone, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he's more over than about three-quarters of your roster at the moment. So, like, and I love how, like, even when he wins the match, who was not fucking, what was it, Greg Hampton called him Shorty Gable? I was like, are you fucking kidding me?
2: Yeah, and the whole time, and then they have the commentary out there, which I'm sure they're being fed that arguing over whether they should be calling him Gable or Shorty or Gable or Shorty. They should be arguing over whether or not we should have a mute button for the commentary.
1: Oh my you know? God, cause that'll be off. That argument will end quickly. Yes, mute.
2: Like I've said before, when I'm at Raw Smackdown or pay-per-views, I've never once sat there and thought, man, you know what's really missing from this? The commentary. I feel like I'm just not immersed in this product, but now that I'm here and I can't hear these guys, I wonder what King is saying right about now. He's probably telling a great joke. Sucks that I'm here live enjoying the commentary. You know what I mean? It's like, that. that's just weird. Like, just t- I wish we could turn it off. And we've had pay-per-views, not WWE. But I believe it was PWG, some indie stuff. I was able to get a few DVDs of where you have two tracks. One with commentary and one without. You could just watch it. And watching it, it was, it was a blessing.
1: WWE you know? needs that.
2: Yeah, no, they they one hundred percent need that because uh, I,
1: I don't feel like them, I don't feel like listening to them attempt to be funny for twenty minutes and failing twenty one of them.
2: Yeah, and it's not it's not funny. There's ways to be funny about things, but uh, not those. <laughs> <Nothing>. <laughs> you know, like just just not those. But uh. Overall, Gable, he, he's great in the ring. You know, they, they don't, they, they haven't really justified using him as that level of an underdog. The way he's able to deadlift German Corbin, his moonsault is perfectly, perfect form moonsault, great ankle lock. You know, a lot of the stuff he does, he essentially channels Kurt Angle, great upper body strength, high stamina. You know, like this guy pretty much is the full package. He was a legit wrestler.
1: Dude dude uh, is strong as all hell for his size.
2: And I don't think anyone thinks about his size when they see him doing stuff like that, which is like one of the weirdest things about this. And there's a cool way to do a story like this without even including that, because Corbin's a huge, fast guy you don't need to emphasize his opponent's shortness like
1: everybody's short next to him
2: yeah you don't need to emphasize his opponent's shortness when, when he's a tall fast guy let the wrestling dictate that story that's actually the way that it's supposed to work you're supposed to show the difference between speed and strength and tell that story in the ring and then let the fans come to that assessment of hey that guy is using his height and strength as an advantage but this guy's speed is adhering to it or whatever, you know, just don't tell it physically like I'm bigger and stronger than you and you little man like we get it already and then having the commentary going back and forth with that certainly doesn't help, you know, it must be easier for them to do that than to actually call Gable's moves because Gable has a lot of wrestling moves you know and since no one knows what the hell they're doing over there it must be easier to just tell jokes than to actually have to do something like everyone's color over there nobody's play by play everybody turns into color you ever notice whenever the wrestling gets complicated instead of them staying with it like the way someone like Joey Styles would do instead everyone suddenly becomes color you're supposed to have one color guy out there and one play by play and I don't know what the hell the third guy's for they made that shit up but you're supposed to have one color one play by play JR even in the attitude era was the color guy telling you what the moves were and what the spots were and the effects they were having on the physique whereas like you know king was a what was was a was a color you know where he would just suddenly you know be the jokes and the fun and the haha and the, the side gags but then literally whenever things get crazy there'll be some sort of a drop toe hold where the guy transitions over into a front headlock and then a russian suplex suddenly everybody's fucking color yeah fucking but even lucha underground was able to get
1: that shit right vampiro was more play what was more kind of the color commentary but in reality him and my match were able to do both They would almost bounce back and forth between which one or the other one's going to do. It's not that hard to do.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you know, but they don't. So, because
1: that once again that involves effort. Yeah, and 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 if the effort isn't keeping somebody under contract, no matter what the fuck we'll do, what for the fuck they do, we'll get to that in twenty four hours. But friggin', if it doesn't involve that, they don't want to put forward the effort.
2: Yeah. But again, I think this was a match that was good and it could have been told without any of that other stuff getting in the way. So that's just why. That's the only reason why. That was
1: nothing more than a distraction.
2: Yeah. All right. So now we get the WWE SmackDown women's title, Bailey defending against Charlotte. Winner being Bailey. Nope.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Winner being Bailey on opposite day. There you go.
2: Winner being Bailey at losing. Yeah. Because whether she's heel or face, she loses. She taps to the figure eight, and like I said in the yeah, chat room, and like I kept saying in the chat room, what a waste of a heel turn! All she did was become Sasha's little crony, and all she did was lose. She got no momentum, no change in attitude, nothing. It it just feels like they did it for literally no reason, and that's a shame.
1: Like it was like you say, you were just like I have to like take down your ponytail, spit on a kid. At this point, she spits on the kid. She lose to the kid too
2: yeah right the kid will
1: come out and panic the funny thing is like I'm not even mad like usually I'd be upset that Charlotte won another championship but she won a championship against somebody who can't beat anybody anymore so I'm not
2: even surprised I don't think Charlotte winning that many championships is good for Charlotte it looks weird I mean maybe just that's the old school mentality in me but you don't think that it looks weird that there's somebody that age that's like what is she not like a 10 time champion yeah 10 times holy shit how long has she been here (laughs)
1: <laughs> she hasn't been here that long like 10 times that fast yeah that's like that's yeah that's what I mean
2: if she plans on her- wrestling for the next 5 years and only wins one title a year she'd already been a ridiculously 15 time reigning champion good god I mean, they, at what point do the thought- numbers get so high that they lose credibility and hurt not only her but the title itself
1: if you at know what point, they've almost gotten there you just made the list oh no <laughs> oh, here we go <laughs> Thanks for the follow. Marvel Dawn 2410, which is how many championship range Charles is going to have when she retires. Yeah, you know, it's
2: just kind of, <laughs> and I, don't, I, I don't mind there being title him, but you got to be careful about it because after a while, it looks weird. And especially when they're dealing with a place like Fox that wants to legitimize them and make them come off as close to a real sport as possible. You know how that looks to people to watch real sports that you have a girl that age is going to be coming out here like a 13 time world champion. Let's that's be real. that's a strange that number. Like, <laughs> unless this is WWE, not even wrestling, because most companies don't do this. No other wrestling company has numbers like that. That's a strange number, even for wrestling. We're doing pretty good, Marvel Don. Thanks for asking. How are you? Yeah.
0: But that's a I mean, strange
2: you look number. Find is- me another company where you have a 15-time young girl like that. No way.
1: I mean, fucking the Briscoes were only, what, 10 or 11-time champions in ROH? But they've been there since the beginning.
2: That's crazy to me, dude. 15-time. You know, that's where that's where she's headed, which is like, yeah, like like us. I said, her and her dad are going to have the record, you know, father and daughter. They'll
1: they'll 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 freaking let they'll, look at, they'll let Flair re-break his record at the way they read the right day book. Shit.
2: Oh, boy. Right.
1: And when it comes to the whole them wanting to present Fox more as a legitimate that would present things more of a legitimate sport with Fox, they screwed the pooch on that with Friday they've like yeah. already killed that dream
2: probably not in fox's eyes though but yeah here is a uh, here is charlotte after her that's match
1: that, that's at, the uh, fox had not have them fucking up yet but
2: yeah here's charlotte at have hell have to the cell.
0: charlotte congratulations you are now a 10 time women's champ how does it feel to have this title back over your shoulder uh it just means that i fell down nine times and i stood up ten uh you know this is my main priority. It's why I'm here. I always want to be the champion. Uh most importantly, I want to be the SmackDown women's champion. Uh feels great. I said it all along that Bailey's tough girl act was just an act. I know who I am. I'm the queen, and no one's better than me. And now taking the division again to new levels. You call it a tough girl act, I and mean, we all saw her really break down at the end of that. You match. know what? Prove what you're you saying. You just made the part. list. Oh no. No, oh, here I don't no, no. I get emotional as well but the Thank whole you, Twin Saber Blade. you know i'm a role model i'm you know wh- whatever she's pretending to be or this new like i'm really bad no i've always known who i am i was never apologizing for what i was saying or how i felt or for a friendship that's what she's doing right now well charlotte now a 10-time women's champ what's next 16 time <laughs> no i'm just kidding Why not? that's
2: what i was saying man <laughs> um what does she mean? Just kidding.
0: Uh, I always want to take the women's division to the next level, so whatever that may be, that's where I plan on going. All right. Well, congratulations again. Big night for you. Thank you.
2: Oh man. I yeah. mean,
1: let's be real. If Bailey keeps winning the championship, she'll be there in no time.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, we're we're at the we're at the end of this pretty much. The only other thing was Chad Gable backstage in case he wasn't already. Uh, you know. Beat down enough, despite winning. Now he gets a backstage beat down. <sighs> Corbin throws him all over the place. So did they do any more shorty jokes at this point? I just blocked out commentary. I, right. I don't know.
1: I, I forgot this ass woman happened. I like, I forgot
2: there was a backstage thing, man. I,
1: I, I forgot he walked over and just fucking.
2: <laughs>
1: it happens all so fast. I was like, oh, he got beat up. Okay, cool.
2: Yeah, I almost can't blame you. All right, well, that brings us to—is uh, it the main event? WWE Universal Title Hell in a Cell match.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, God. Seth Rollins defending <laughs> against <laughs> the fiend, Bray Wyatt. And, uh, by the way, we haven't even uh, been doing voting results because most of them aren't even on the thing, but I believe a hundred percent of you thought the fiend was going over on this finish was Rollins hits the fiend buried under a ladder with, uh, what was it? With a sledgehammer? A sledgehammer. Uh, and then the ref winds up stopping the match.
1: Basically to shorten this up. The finish of this match was for the second year in a row. A Hell in a Cell match was stopped.
2: Yeah. uh, Hell in a Cell. Something that doesn't get stopped for anything. Was stopped here. And uh, so I'm going to talk about a little bit of the stuff leading into this first, which was uh just things that I liked before it went out. First of all, I didn't like it looking like the virtual boy. Once he, once they get in the ring, they can turn off the red lights and put the thing on the way it's supposed to look. The whole thing looked like I was playing Wario for the fucking True Boy. You know, I don't want to see all red. But that being said, cool stuff. Um, when he caught Rollins out of the dive into the Sister Abigail suicide dive into Sister Abigail counter was really cool. Um, Rollins frog splash through the I am almost the table was an yeah, interesting he, bump. He,
1: it almost looked like he jumped a tad long. He landed more hips than the stomach.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, definitely not planned, but, uh, you know good spot nonetheless uh- yeah. uh also the fiend I like the no selling where he no sold the table bump he gets right back up and he uh you know for a while the no selling was cool it reached a point where it got disappointing, but for a while I thought that it was it was cool, you know, and then I joked in the chat room when he brought out the mallet and I said uh I, I recently <laughs> said, holy shit, he was able to bring the hammer out of the cartoon." i said in the chat room when he <laughs> 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 that that was about the, the mallet from his little gray wire bits i thought that was a a cool cool uh intro to having that there people assumed it was the bludgeon brothers i believe that uh in the chat room one of you guys even said oh bludgeon brothers i'm calling it and it wasn't the bludgeon brothers of course oh not.
1: God. you keep them away from this match
2: <laughs> yeah seriously though and, uh, I think from here on is where, uh, skipping just the basic back and forth sequences. I think toward the end, everything got a little bit crazy because it became.
1: Well, after, after what, the 25th and a half
2: stomp? Yes. Cause, okay. So it was three stomps, a pedigree and a kick out. Then a super kick, five more stomps, chair to the face, fiend kicking out at one. Then Rollins planting the chair on him and beating him with a ladder. And then, uh, Rollins burying him with uh, with the chairs and ladders and beating it with a toolbox that breaks open. This basically became the passion of the Bray. You know, <laughs> he was just getting tortured. He, just the episode of the yeah, he was the passion of the Bray, you know. And uh, halfway through when I'm describing to you guys all these spots and sequences, I was waiting for the fans to turn on this match because I had already done it. And you know what they did? They eventually turned on the match. Everyone eventually hated the match. It was overkill. And, uh, there was no enjoyment to be gotten out of it. And after putting them through that, I guess that the least they could have done was have some sort of an upset or a title change. If you're going to take things that far, but they didn't even do that. It was literally for nothing. You know, we again, when he finally goes, goes to get the sledgehammer, which was very predictable, you know, we were sitting here wondering when was the sledgehammer going to come up since, uh, he kept going underneath there and he is, you know, they always do the Triple H thing with him. So once he hits the sledgehammer, uh, and gets taken out like that, they stopped the match. And the problem with them stopping the match is when the hell has the Hell in the Cell match ever been stopped? You've seen people fly off the cell Besides through that. tables. Yeah, and that's what I mean. The Hell in the Cell is supposed to be this huge, violent, no-DQ match that keeps getting DQ'd.
1: And no, Twin Saver, whoever booked this bullshit did it to break. All Bray did was get the Fiend over, which I mean, the Fiend was the only part of this match that I seem to actually enjoy, because that's the only thing besides the exchanges with Rollin that was done right. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, this is all they had to do. Three stomps, kick out. When is a
2: sledgehammer more deadly than a cartoon mallet, right? I'm telling you, man. (laughs) These guys clearly did not watch their Roger Rabbit.
1: Like, literally, all they had to do, three stomps, kick out, maybe a fourth, Fiend chokes him out, Fiend wins go home
2: no don't oh, do don't, don't to, even do three stop I mean what's the bar what's like, the bar now
1: like like if you're gonna go for that off the wall shit three but but if you're gonna get but if you're gonna just get it home simple one stop being kicked out of like one kills him off shows over if you're go gonna home. do
2: all of that if you're gonna do all of that then have him lose the title if he's i mean
1: exactly look at what he kicked out of they they literally Fucked up making a peanut butter and nothing sandwich, and and then the How fans, which, the audience kept
2: getting hotter and hotter. They, like he said, it turned into an itchy and scratchy sketch. I wouldn't hear that The audience kept credit getting credit. hotter and hotter, and the more they got into it, because they're not they're they're smarter now. They're not just exposed to the old school WWE product. There's other wrestling out there now. They understand the elements that create good stories in wrestling. So when you do something like that, they turn quick. It didn't take them hindsight like it usually does to realize that this is stupid, right there on the spot, they felt it developing into something stupid. It was almost like and, the last Star Wars movie. It was like they didn't take them more than forty five minutes to realize that they were being butt screwed you know and
1: and you probably noticed it like four or five of those stomps weren't even stomps. He just ran up, put his foot on his head, and then pushed down
2: yeah and that and that's really buries his finisher too, which it should be a protective finisher since he's the champ, you know. Like, it should be something he freaking, he that if someone Brock kicks Legend out...
1: beat Brock Lesnar with this fucking move. Are you getting me?
2: Yeah, and now you're basically saying The Fiend, because he has some sort of supernatural power, is going to continue to withstand this. And then even after all of that, you know, he was still able to beat him, so...
1: At this point, like, if they do a rematch, Seth doesn't get to win. now Because you clearly told me he did all this, and Seth will still get his ass whooped. They, they had the easiest path. Once again, they had the easiest fucking path and screwed it up. As far as I'm concerned, AEW already won as far as I'm concerned. Fuck
2: them. <laughs> well, they're not at war against the, the main brand. They're not at war against NXT for the time being. At least maybe they're looking at it as NXT against AEW. AEW's probably looking at it more like the whole thing's competition, and they really and, don't yeah, have anything this, to worry about on the, either front. And the
1: sad part about it is, at this point, if, AEW, if NXT's even seeing like that, I would just say, no, they're not a part of this. They're just the audience. <laughs> like, it, it, it just, it's disrespectful to Roll Stomp. It's disrespectful to this whole feud It's disrespectful to what was the 42nd hell in a cell match
2: and it puts them back in the same problem that they had with the original Bray Wyatt that he used to come on do these great promos and have this great atmosphere and be this intimidating villain and then they take away the whole mystique of him by him losing and now he's just some guy with great promos who lost.
1: And the sad part is he barely, the sad part is he didn't even lose. He just didn't fucking win the match because they didn't get an actual finish. It was even worse than him losing. They gave him a shit finish with no actual
2: ending. That's true. There was a stop. I guess he didn't really lose. So he looked nope, strong in like, that like, sense. But he was taken out, you know what I mean? He looked vulnerable. He's yeah. like Jason after Friday the 13-1. We've seen him get beat. We know he can be beaten at least now, you know. He was and then, on the ground and,
1: and then he just wound up getting up and, and whooping his ass afterwards. Yeah, Nothing so then, made sense.
2: So now, for anyone to be able to take him out, technically they should have to do more than Rollins did. More than all those. You have to than, shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you now know that eight finishers in a row isn't even something that you can do.
1: You, you know what it was? The, the winners of this result 100% was everybody who didn't watch this match or who's wrestling in AEW. They won because they didn't have to deal with this shit. They had to be associated with this. Oh, God but Like all the other shows. When you really look at it in the bigger picture, NXT and Raw got screwed. Well, NXT, Raw, and SmackDown all got screwed because they're all under the same boat with that bullshit that happened. Yeah, like yeah. Th- it's going to be a ripple effect that's going to screw everybody over because they're going to sit there and think if it can happen there, it can happen everywhere else.
2: There was no good pacing to that. Sasha, Sasha's match on the other hand, there's some good pacing there. That's how you do Sasha's- good pacing. Sasha and <laughs> Becky was was the way you go back and forth and keep the violence up and give everybody a conclusion that they can live with as opposed Sasha to uh, Becky were
1: the polar opposite.
2: This would have only worked if Bray won simply because then it would become a matter of who is going to beat this guy. We saw last night that he got hit with eight curve stomps, a pedigree, a sledgehammer, a Kamehameha a fucking spirit gun. And he still kicked out. Now who's going to beat him? Now that he has the title, not he kicked out of all of that. And then he uh, and then he loses anyway, you know, to to basically a concerto.
1: Didn't even that he just <laughs> and it's, it's so bad because literally I can't even call it. He lost to it because he got up, choked his ass out and then walked up. To fucking stage. That's true.
2: At the end of that, after all he of that, he still really gets up in his demandable of claw it. over ringside. So, you know, he doesn't lose. He was only down for a little while before he got back up and recovered.
1: He, he was down. He, he basically this is basically what they told us. They stopped the match and the fiend baited him in.
2: And the stopping of the match is the worst decision ever. When they said no disqualification, no counter, how could you stop the match then?
1: For, For people who don't understand, Mick Foley, shoot, I say shoot, one time, shoot, almost died in this fucking match. And they did not stop it.
2: Oh, that's like, really? right. That's right. He was like Squire said. Rollins also threw up jello at the at the end of that. They only did the yeah. Man of the claw. They what did that? Was the blood capsule they put in Roman They throw on blood on ah, with the fiend Twi-
0: <laughs> tw-
2: Twin saber. They could
1: have done the anything they did in all the other Hell in a Cell matches except Roman and Braun, and that's just not stopped the damn match.
2: Uh, you know like, what? Well, even if we don't agree, some people may agree what we're saying. Some people may not. You know what? The fans at that arena didn't like that. No one was having fun. The show literally faded to black on booze. It was black and booze. The last thing that you see is a black screen and just the sound of booze drowning out the end of that pay-per-view. Think about that for a minute. Does that happen on anything? When's the last time you watched New Japan or or AEW (sighs) or anything? Even TNA Impact Wrestling. Where the the screen fades to black and everyone is just pissed off. Everyone's pissed off. You know what I mean? Think about that. If they had tomatoes, Literally. they would have thrown them.
1: And the funny thing is, I heard some people saying, "Oh, I guess this is what happened." With Paul Heyman who was in charge. I refuse to believe Paul Heyman had anything to do with that bullshit.
2: I don't know who has anything to do with anything at this point, but that's that's <laughs> what I'm talking about.
1: Like, you don't need to bring other people in. You need to take out the people who let that shit walk out the door.
2: Yeah. Well, like
1: they disrespected. So many aspects of this business in that one match.
2: Welcome to the new era, and this is the day after uh, or two days after the Fox debut. Where they just basically bury everything that Kofi's built up and for for Cain Velasquez and Brock Lesnar.
1: Like they literally build this up just so we can get Brock versus his prison daddy a crowd jewel. That's all he.
2: Yeah, absolute joke, guys. Sorry,
1: man. I can't wait till Wednesday.
2: Mm. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Wednesdays. So if you guys haven't been following this, this uh. Show for the past week we've done specials We did Monday show we did a a Friday Show to talk about the first official week Wednesday seems to be where it's at Being here on Wednesdays of course tomorrow night after Raw we'll be back here again to Discuss whatever the hell They're going to do as the aftermath Of this entire crazy thing Oh
1: we, goody goody
2: And, we, and also just a reminder we got the Halloween Athon later this uh, month the last week Of, of uh, October we'll be playing A bunch of Halloween games on the stream And uh the last Monday of October, we do our special where we'll tell Halloween stories and conspiracy theories and all kinds of stuff. So lots of cool stuff coming up with that. But yeah, don't forget tomorrow for uh, the main show where we'll talk about the news, who's getting fired, who's getting hired, contracts, arrests, uh suspensions, ratings, all that other fun stuff. But uh, yeah, let me see. Did they put anything else up at this point? No, that was it. That's all the stuff. You know, the thing I, thing I on hope not. <laughs> Only other stuff I see on their channel is everybody eating hot potato chips. Charlie Caruso eating <laughs> hot potato chips. Xavier Woods eating hot potato chips. And yes, this Friday is the draft. We'll be in the chat room for the draft and, uh, we'll, again, we'll talk about it as the week progresses. Talk about all of that and all of the AEW stuff. Anything else you got to say before we wrap up here from this wonderful pay-per-view?
1: Uh, note to self, never let Bethesda book a main event.
2: Fair enough. All right. Well, that being said, guys, thank you to everyone who hung out with us. For this entire Sunday, is Stasis Dreams and AC. Thank you for the host, DB Gamer. Once again, uh, Big Six Seven Philly Phenom 215, Devilish Fern 380, Bankrupt Prawn 32, Gold X 23, Red Rattlesnake 8, Twin Saber Blade. Thank you for the follow, sir. Marble Darn 2410, Timothy is 0 DT, That Boy Stoner 300, Kai Mike S18, Safe Salmon 90. 354 Scotty 3991 GS Banco, God of Reps Upper Racer 802 Mark 710 Litman once again thank you for the follow up Max Adam Power thank you for the host Faber Caesar Caesar Danny 11239 Willie V2 thank bicycle 4487 thank you for the follow mystic mars 68865 thank you for the follow marcus dixon 85 mcs manticore gutty nutria 7207 thank you for the follow sir and joe woe co Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 344. This is served as your WWE Hell in a Cell 2019 post show, hosted by yours truly, Rick Darrah, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself and Destin, we are out of here. I'm
1: going to go cry with Bailey. I'll see y'all tomorrow.
0: Shutting it down.